Welcome to the Gay Man's Life Coach Podcast, the podcast for high-achieving gay men who have gone to therapy, want to feel better, and get exactly what they want in life. I'm your host, Harvard Law-trained founder and life coach, Jonathan Herzog. Today we're talking about how to make a million dollars. It is the simplest thing in the world. Now, I know this might break your brain or be extremely obvious to you. Either way, the way to make a million dollars is to create 10 times that in value. Now, there are two emotions, two physical sensations, vibrations in the body that are the key to making a million dollars. And those are sadness and shame. Let me tell you how I know this. <laughs> I helped build this education startup and I owned around, conservatively in evaluation terms, $6 million in equity. Now, I didn't have these tools at the time for processing, allowing emotions, rather than resisting and running away from them. And here's what happened. I ran away from my emotions before any of my equity vested. Literally like three to four weeks before to be exact. <laughs> now, you might be wondering, like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, you're insane. <laughs> and I hear you. But here's the thing. I've seen this happen over and over and over again with so many clients and so many people. And six million is at the low end of we're not just talking about money, we're talking about impact and opportunities that they could have never imagined. Now here's what happened. We have stories around who we are as people in relation to money. We have stories that we've been running on autopilot that we were inculcated in as children from our families, from society, from people around us, about our relationship to money, about whether we have a lot of it, have a little bit, whether it comes easy, whether it comes through hard work or time or iterations or anything else. We all have stories, whether we're aware of them, conscious of them or not, about what money is, our relationship to it, and how it's created. Here's the thing. You go through life with these unquestioned stories on autopilot, and then you become or evolve into the person who creates a shit ton of value, which then translates to a lot of money. But if you've never addressed and written down on paper all the thoughts, done a thought dump, a thought download, and all the thoughts and stories you have about money and your relationship to it and how it's created in your life, you will do everything everything in your capacity to align your actions and results with those beliefs. Now here's exactly what that means. Our brain experiences something called cognitive dissonance, which is we believe something and we believe another thing and those things don't agree. So we have to relieve or alleviate that tension or we believe unquestionably one thing and we do another thing like for instance, create that $6 million in startup equity. Now, 
when we believe that one thing unquestioned, like that's not for me, or that's not who I am, or money is wrong, or money is bad, or it takes a lot of hard work, or effort, or time, and we then take the actions that created that amount of money, we will then take the counter actions to balance out that tension. Hear what I'm saying? You'll do the activity to create the value to generate $6 million in equity and then take all the actions to run away from it three weeks before it vests. And you won't even be doing this consciously. I want you to really think honestly about how this is showing up in your life because I've seen this come over and over and over again. And especially with clients, especially with folks who are first-generation Americans or immigrants or come from some background where they have some story, some unquestioned story from their family around scarcity, around not enoughness, around money just being a problem, they will do everything to align their actions and results with their unquestioned beliefs about not enoughness. Again, ask me how I know. <laughs> so I had this client who was literally about to throw away, to leave a job, to leave a position, a founding position that amounted to about $100 million in startup equity. $100 million. I shit you not. Now again, you're like, this is crazy, this is insane. I don't understand what you're talking about. Why would anyone possibly do this? Obviously, I wouldn't be that person. But really think about this. Again, how has this been true in your own life? If you have these stories running on autopilot about how much work or how hard it is or what you have to do to earn, to be enough, to be worthy of money, or that money is for someone else or some other kind of person from some other kind of task, and then you do the thing that creates the value that enables you to have that, you may not literally even see it happen before your eyes. And what I've seen over and over and over again is there's two predominant emotions that we run away from that costs us tens of millions of dollars. Those are sadness and shame. Now, sadness and shame are the multi-million dollar emotions. Mastering and allowing sadness and shame is how you will make and keep all the money you want in your life. There's lots of different ways this can present itself. You can make the money and then spend it all, consume it all, again, to align that belief with the result of, well, now I don't have the money. I don't have enough of it. You can make all the money and leave that position, leave that role, put that money aside because of some story you have, and you won't have it. Any way you self-sabotage or prevent yourself from having that result is simply because you're unwilling to feel sadness and shame. My client is on this ground floor of a startup. I'm being replaced. He tells this to himself like it's some obvious fact, just like reporting the weather. There's a rock, this is a tree, and I'm being replaced. Statement of fact. <laughs> now, he didn't consciously see this happening at all. Again, he confused this thought for a fact. So how do you think he felt thinking he's going to be replaced? Well, it's different for each of us, but for him, that thought created the feeling of betrayal 
a variant of shame. And what do you think he did from the feeling of betrayal? Well, he stopped showing up, stopped creating value, didn't speak up, didn't do all the things he had done to show up and create value all along to be in the position of being on the ground floor of this unicorn startup. He sulked, he judged, he seethed, he stewed in his mind with all the sadness and shame of this story of betrayal. A story he had completely fabricated in his mind. When he thought he was being replaced, he showed up as someone who was replacing himself. This almost cost him $100 million. You heard that right. $100 million. These might not be the exact same stakes for you, but whether there are fewer zeros or more, the principle is exactly the same. For so many people, and this can be true for anyone, but I happen to have particular experience with first or second generation Americans, with the children of immigrants, who have grown up with internalized stories and unquestioned money beliefs, whether it's 10K or 100K, a million or 100 million, they will find themselves kicking and screaming and rejecting that money, rejecting that possibility in all sorts of insanely creative ways. Ask me how I know. <laughs> I have done this myself over and over and over again. And I've seen this happen over and over and over again. Again, the number of zeros attached to the number literally doesn't matter. Now. The thoughts we have, the beliefs we have about our money, which most often run unquestioned and have been filtered through the lens of our family, of our culture, of the people around us, the thoughts we've been told to have around money, that's what creates the amount of money we have in our lives. So for instance, if you think the amount of money I have depends on what other people decide, it depends on how much money they decide I can get paid, then that's what you'll find is the case for you. Now, some people do get money by doing what's called rent-seeking activity or doing things that don't create value, like setting up a toll booth or extracting rent just for its own sake without expanding the pie or creating value. But in the vast, vast majority of cases, the way you get money is by creating value. The way you get money is by creating value. But again, let's say you're in that case of rent-seeking activity or you see someone else doing that. Here's the interesting thing. When you think of money that way, which is it's a zero-sum, fixed pie, I got to take my piece so when I get a dollar, someone else has to lose it. Or when he takes a dollar, it means he's taking it from someone else. You actually limit the amount of money you can make because you're limiting the amount of money you have to the amount of value other people have already created. So you don't have to spend your time being mad at people who are doing things you would consider rent-seeking, which is, again, non-value-creating money activity. First off, what's that anger creating for you or the world? And second off, what's that rent-seeking activity creating for them? You find me a rent-seeking money-making activity, I show you a choice to make less money than you could by creating value. And that's great news. So here's what I want to encourage you to do today. 
a money belief audit. I want you to set five minutes, set a timer on your phone, and write down on a piece of paper all of your thoughts, all of your beliefs about money. Don't filter them, just write free form. Take a break and then set a five minute timer again and in a non-judgmental observer way, as much as possible, read that entire list of money beliefs. Think about your responses. What does it sound like? Does it sound something like money is abundant? Money is easy. Money is fun. I love money. Or does it sound something more like money is hard? You have to work hard for money. I never have enough money. Only bad people have money. Money doesn't matter to me. Money takes time. Your thoughts about money will determine how much of it you have. Your thoughts about money will determine how much of it you have. This is not a moral statement or a normative statement. Your money is not a reflection of your worth or value as a human that is always and forever 100%. More money just makes you more of who you are. More money just makes you more of who you are. Money comes from value. Money comes from value. When you don't actually do this money belief audit, you can find yourself caught in these self-sabotaging cycles, preventing yourself from making and creating the money you want, and you'll find yourself a little bit confused. Like, why is it taking so long? Oh, wait, I have this unquestioned belief that money takes time. It takes time to make money. There's no need to be confused. Your brain is just undergoing the normal human response of cognitive dissonance. It's just when you believe one thing and you believe another, creating tension that your brain wants to resolve. Or you believe one thing and you do another, and again, there's tension your brain wants to resolve. Your brain is the tool that creates value, which creates money. And it's always doing all it can to reduce the tension, to reduce the energy it expends, to align the results you create with the belief that you have about money. Is it hard to make? Is it bad if you make it? Does it take a lot of time? Is it meant for other people? Does it have to be painful? Now, you don't have to go starting your own company or be a founder for this to be true. You can choose to show up in the job you already have, thinking and knowing that value is what creates money. In this case, your boss is your customer. And when you invest in creating value for them and communicating that value to them, then you can choose to make more money. When you think there's a fixed pie of money and you just have to take your part of that fixed pie, you feel like there's not enough, like you have to hoard it and keep it and chase after it, it will elude you. When you know that expanding the pie by creating value is what creates money, then you sit in the comfort and security of knowing there will always be enough and you can always create more with your mind. When you think there's an amount of money that will make you feel secure or feel safe or feel stable, that feeling of security and stability will elude you because that amount of money will always change. This is true whether that amount is 10,000, 100,000, a million, or a billion. I think about descendants of Holocaust survivors, for example, some of whom I've worked with. People whose parents or grandparents say had made a lot of money, and that money was taken away from them. Now, some people can 
have that upbringing or that experience and think, well, this just goes to show there's no amount of money that will ever make me feel safe or secure, so I just have to hoard it and cling to it, and there's never going to be enough. Some people will have the same background or experience and choose to believe, ah, yes, my safety and security and peace of mind is totally unrelated to the money I have or don't, and I can always create more with my mind if I want. As Viktor Frankl said, everything can be taken from a person but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Now look, some of us do experience dire circumstances, and yes, tens of millions are living paycheck to paycheck. It's part of why I spent years helping create the foundation for a universal basic income, an unconditional money floor for everyone to have to meet their basic needs. And I'm so proud of the nearly 300 billion that we helped make possible in cash relief. But here's the thing, it's yes and. Because I've worked with people who have millions of dollars to their name and they still feel extremely money scarce and feel like they don't have enough all the time. You can have several hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to your name and feel abundant and rich as fuck or have absolutely zero and feel like you have enough. Your thoughts about money, about what creates it, about your relationship to it, is the biggest determinant of how much money you will have. It's not luck. There's a pot of money with your name on it waiting for you. And you're not serving anyone by letting it sit there unclean. In fact, most often what you're doing is actually trying to feel the short-term gratification of feeling self-righteous because of a story you have about money, so you avoid doing the hard work, feeling the uncomfortable feeling that is creating value in the world that hasn't been made before, changing people's lives and making the kind of impact that creates the money you want. The two most powerful money-making emotions are shame and sadness. The two most powerful money-making emotions are shame and sadness. If you can learn to allow and feel shame and sadness, you can make millions. You can make as much money you want and keep that money. There's people without college degrees making tens of millions and people with doctorates making minimum wage and vice versa and anything in between and beyond. So again, this cognitive dissonance, the way the brain reconciles the tension between having one belief and another, or one belief and a different action, it's why you can make all the money you've ever imagined and then spend it all, or blow it, or give it all away. Or, as was in my case, leave before any equity vests. Leave or quit just before getting promoted, or drop out just before you're about to win. Your brain will do anything and everything to reconcile and resolve this tension, this unaddressed, unquestioned story about who you are as it relates to money, to value, and your relationship to it. It hates the tension. That's extra energy it has to expend. And our brain is a super efficient resource. It wants to spend as little energy as possible. The two biggest money-making emotions are sadness and shame. Sadness and shame are superpowers. When you learn to master them, to allow them, to name them and label them, describe just the simple physical sensations and vibrations of sadness and shame in your body, you can get anything you want. 
And let me tell you, coming from someone who did everything in their power to avoid them, it keeps money away from you like nothing else. Listen, whether you want to make your first million or any amount, stop self-sabotaging in your money goals. Anything beyond or in between, I can help you. I've helped people, again, in hundreds of thousands of in debt with zero to their name and with billions. Let me tell you, your money beliefs creates your money experience and your money results. What if everything you've thought about money is wrong? Are you willing to be wrong about it? If so, you might just make a fuck ton of it. Go to jonathanherzogcoach.com to make all the money you want and feel fucking amazing about it. Know you have enough and know you can choose to create more of it by creating value with your mind. Let's go. listening to this podcast, you have to check out The Gay Man's Life Coach at jonathanherzogcoach.com. It is the community of gay men transforming their lives to feel better and get exactly what they want. Join us at jonathanherzogcoach.com and book a one-on-one consult today. And if you have one minute, it would be so awesome if you could leave a review on this podcast so we can help spread the word and help more gay men. See you soon.